And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi there, everybody. Welcome once more to Greenlight Reviews. My name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, mm-hmm. we are going to review, if you can call it that, a film, <laughs> yes. if you can call it that. Exactly. Called The Tree of Life. Aha. Uh-huh. It is written and directed by Terrence Malick, mm-hmm. and it stars, of all people, Brad Pitt, Sean Penn, and Jessica Chastain. Good names, all. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, as you know, Anne, yes. my job here when we review this right. is to give the plot. Crystallize the actual storyline of the film. Exactly. That's right. But there is no plot in this film, so what are you do? goodbye, everybody, and thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is the most astonishing film I have ever seen. Oh, you loved it then? No, I didn't say that. I said <laughs> astonishing. Let's put it this way. The first 40 minutes of this film mm-hmm. feels like you had gone to IMAX right. to see one of these films about the beginning of life, the beginning of the earth. Right. Lava boiling and things Something swimming Something you could underneath. see on the Science Channel if Absolutely. you were sitting at home, for sure. example. But we watched this for 40 minutes, not having the vaguest idea of what we're going to eventually see with these actors. A lot of shots of trees and leaves and branches swaying back and forth. I was swaying back and forth trying to keep awake. Well, you know, the film is called The Tree of Life, so that's why they showed so many trees. No kidding. As far as I'm concerned, (laughs) I was thinking about hanging myself from this tree of And I was thinking about this is a tree that should have been cut down right after it was planted. (laughs) You know, Terrence Malick makes very few movies. I think he's made about seven or eight in his lifetime. He made Badlands, New World. He made Days of Heaven and then Red Line. And now we have Tree of Life. He should have called it Tree of Lifeless. Terrence Malick says that he likes making movies, but I really don't think he is a movie maker. I think he's really more of a photo journalist or a photo essayist, and I think that's really where his talent lies. He really makes these treatises or contemplations on life, and I think they were more fitting, shall we say, to be seen in an art museum where you would play Philip Glass's music behind them, kind of like Koyaniskotsky or some of those really interesting artsy films that have made it to art houses over the years. This is not a typical movie in any way, shape, or form. Unfortunately, it has Brad Pitt as one of the stars and Sean Penn, which would lead you to think that it is a movie with a story. And the storyline is so amorphous and flimsy, you can barely hang on to it. You know that. You yawned your way through this as I did. Yes, I did. It's about a family Yes. back in the 1930s. Right. Father, Brad Pitt. Mother, Jessica Chastain. They have three little boys, the oldest of which is Jack, played as a child by Hunter McCracken, Mm -hmm. who I think was the best actor in the film. Well, the tree was good. The tree was fantastic. (laughs) And then when he grows up, Jack is played by Sean Penn. Yes. Interestingly enough, when we finally see Sean Penn, and he's maybe in about 10 minutes of this movie, Mm -hmm. he never speaks. And that's not because he's a mute or he's a mime or anything. It's just because they've given him no lines. No. And his job is to walk around Uh looking troubled and unhappy. And point at skyscrapers. Yes. And then we find him at the end of the film walking Mm -hmm. along the beach with all these other people, and apparently they're all now dead. That's right. We don't know why. I guess they got old and they died, like everybody does eventually. That's the final 
chapter, I guess, in the cycle of the Tree of Life. Was I surprised to find out that everybody dies? Well, I was surprised to find everyone on the beach without sunscreen, but I guess you don't need it (laughs) if you're dead. You know, it was fascinating to me that you have Brad Pitt playing the role of father. And by the way, it's so pretentious that they only call him father, and his wife is known as mother. The father does not like to be called dad or daddy. He gets furious. He demands to be called father or sir. Right. And he's supposed to have something of a temper. He's supposed to not be a good father or likable father. He's, I guess, we would call him an abusive father. But I didn't find him so abusive. I found him just to be stern. Certainly typical of a father back in the day. Absolutely. He is not an abusive father at all. We never see him strike his children. He is very strict with them, sometimes too strict. Sure. But we also see him loving these kids, kissing them, holding them, hugging them. And being with them, playing with them. Yes. By the way, speaking of playing, how many scenes in this movie take place with those three boys playing with sticks and stones, like some kind of pickup baseball game, and then they ride their bikes, and then they play hopscotch, and then they pick up the sticks again and play. play, play I mean, this is endless. There is a scene where we watch them for at least five minutes. Playing a game. First of all, it felt like three hours watching them do this, but it it was about five minutes, and they were playing ball in their front yard. And they're just playing ball, which is not playing catch, which is not terribly interesting to watch. But no. Like, okay, something's going to happen here. What's going to happen? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, nothing happens. They stop playing ball, and we go to another scene, and I think, why did I sit there for five minutes watching three little boys playing catch? <laughs> we don't understand anything. The lovely actress, Jessica Chastain, plays mother. And I think she's a very capable actress. Actually, of the three grown-ups in this play, I thought that she was really the most effective because I think she has an ability to communicate just through her facial movements and so on, pain and frustration and anxiety, which is what I was feeling while I was watching the movie. Yes, But I think she's a very capable actress, and I look forward to seeing her in more illustrative parts. Listen, everybody in this movie probably thought they were doing a really arty piece of work. I thought they all looked dazed and glazed, and that's the way the audience looked when they were walking out of this film, dazed and glazed. I don't think they had a clue as to what they were looking at. I know I didn't, and I see a lot of movies. And you know something, Les? You and I do a lot of analysis. I don't mean just psychoanalysis, but I mean really we parse these movies, we think about them, and we really do our homework. Of course we do. This movie is lifeless. This movie is about nothing. And it purports to be about life and about the beginning and the way and the life cycles and so on. It's just a lot of pablum. To me, it was like the emperor's new clothes. There is no movie here. You're absolutely right, Anne. A lot of critics have come out and said, this is brilliant. This is a masterpiece. This is so thought-provoking. What are they smoking? I have no idea. <laughs> it is the most pretentious Silly. Overbearing, it's silly. silly, stupid, dull film that I have ever I seen. I agree. This was just stunning <laughs> in its nothingness. I agree. Well, you know, the film takes us through the Stone Age where we, I believe, we get to see some dinosaurs. Yes, we see dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Then it kind of moves through the Iron Age. But what Malick has created is the Dull Age with this movie. Yes. And I have to give him credit for that. Listen, no question here. I have to say, unless you're a true film addict and cannot resist the temptation to sit and look at a Terrence Malick celluloid 
nonsensical piece of work. I have to red light this film on every level. It's too bad. I think Terrence Malick is probably a philosophical kind of guy that has some wonderful ideas about life and so on. It's just that as a movie maker, I find him less than compelling. Red light, tree of life. You know, it's very interesting to think about somebody who's very introspective and who wanders around thinking about his past and what might be lying ahead of him. Mm -hmm. And is he happy and is he not happy? And why is he so angry with his father, who was very loving to him on one level? But is there anything less interesting to watch than somebody walking around being introspective? And that's what this film is all about. It is a solid red light for me. Two red lights for the Tree of Life. Oh, I'm so exhausted. I'm going to go watch a couple of kids play in the street for a while. I'm going to go plant a tree. Very good. (laughs) In Israel. (laughs) Before we do that, before we plant any more trees, we got to go see another movie, as we always do. We look forward to doing that. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts, I think. (laughs) I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that we all will see something with a plot and a story the next time we go to the movies. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts.